on this episode of Why Watch That. Has been missing for a year and Mayor hasn't found her. No one has. She doesn't think that they've done enough. And this woman has her own health problems as well. So what's that like? And the kind of personality that Mayor has, she is disagreeable. She will argue with this woman. Why are you going on TV about me? I'm doing everything I can. Slinking around. What? You know what? We're not gonna digress. She is the queen of the slink, I tell you. She invented the S and the L in the slink. Here's where it starts getting serious. Winona tells her friends that she's experiencing pain. And one of them says, hey, go see a doctor. But the first doctor she sees is her former pediatrician played by Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Henry Winkler's work as of the last five years, just, you can't get any better. Mm -hmm. As you said, it's not the best, but you can't get any better. (laughs) It is when... Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh-oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm-hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Well, well, listeners. Oh, my goodness. We have something to talk what an about enticing opening <laughs> i know i've got this voice going on because i'm oh. usually yelling at the listeners but we have a movie and oh, tv talk oh, oh yes ooh. we do ooh. and um i like it when we double dip <laughs> <laughs> yes we have a movie and a tv talk mm. uh for you we've got definitely a new series coming at us We're sneaking around with a sneak peek of a new TV series. We have a first look and we've got, we got a couple sneak peeks. We've got everything for you. That's why I whispered (laughs) to draw you in. We've got this handled. Now, first let's talk about this new TV series on HBO. And this is a limited TV series. It is called Mayor of East Town. Mayor? Mayor. Mayor. Mayor? Mayor. And um, this is interesting because I did start it and I did not finish um, it rather quickly. And the critic will let us know if I bowed out too soon because we're talking about, I mean, a pretty big star here starring in this. And of course, we're talking about Madame. I feel like she'll be a dame. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Kate Winslet will eventually become a dame. Yeah. 
Dame, pre-Dame Kate Winslet, <laughs> along with um, Julian Nicholson. We love her. And Jean Smart is mm. really, I, you know, woof, I've always loved Jean Smart. Mm-hmm. Not just designing women Jean Smart. Yes. But Jean Smart in the uh, her other HBO. Yeah. Uh, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot it. Uh, <laughs> Regina King and... Um, yeah, y- y- yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, no, forget. Watchmen. 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 Yes. She was. Uh, you know, In her season opening. two of Fargo. Gene. You know, you keep doing this to me. I will watch the freaking second season of Fargo. <laughs> I, I, I no, because you, you, you keep talking about Guy Pierce is in this as well. I mean, you keep scrolling, you're going to find somebody that you, a lot of TV people, actually, I'm, I'm looking through here. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, coming to us. It's created by Brad um, Inglesby. And, you know, I'm assuming he's doing the showrunner since he did all, well, he is the showrunner since he did all the writing. <laughs> and again, this is a limited series. It was all directed by Craig Zobel. Um, this is not, well, you know what? Let me stop because HBO. HBO, I can't trust you. Can't trust you. Big Little Lies was supposed to be a limited series, and yeah. it's not. So yeah. we don't know. Right. Um, unless something tragic happens at the end where, you know, it's not. But then they can always all, always resurrect and put in somebody else's place to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Kate Winslet doing the English accent again. I can only take so much of it. But you took it all. Or took <laughs> yeah. a lot of it. You know, she's trying a, a, a Pennsylvania Oy. dialect. But before we get into that, she plays Detective Sergeant Mayor Sheehan. And Mayor, her mother's back home with her, living with her, helping with the kids. Mother's played by Jean Smart. She has a teenage daughter and she has a grandson. That is not the teenage daughter's son. Her ex-husband lives spitting distance from her. And he has some information that he doesn't want to share with her, everybody else finds out except for her. How does she receive that? Hmm. Now, we see in the beginning that, you know, this is a small town. You know, they know Mayor. They will call her up and say, hey, come on over instead of calling 911 or the precinct. And she's like, excuse me. That dumb security camera. (laughs) She's like, look, here's the number you need to call. Don't call me out of my bed, please. Okay, because somebody sees some strange person outside of their house. What's that about? Is this even real? There's also a guy, there's there's um, someone she played basketball with in high school. There's this whole thing. We don't know what's really going on with that yet, but there's this storied uh, team she was on that she led that she doesn't like to talk about and they're honored and all of this. So all of the members of this team, they still interact. One of whom has a brother who's a drug addict. She is done like that scene. I was like, I mean, that woman was done. Okay, done. And Mayor had to come in and help out, of course, with that. Um, Julianne Nicholson plays one of her friends who was on the team. Is she more than just going to be Mayor's friend? Is there something else going on with what I'm about to get to? We'll have to find out. And there is also another member of that team who is very upset because her daughter has been missing for a year and Mayor hasn't found her. No one has. She doesn't think that they've done enough. And this woman has her own health problems as well. So what's that like? And the kind of personality that Mayor has, she is disagreeable. She will argue with this woman. Why are you going on TV about me? I'm doing everything I can. Okay. 
Whoa. And the woman is like, it's not about you, mayor. This is, this is, by the way, before they're about to go out and be honored. They're having this conversation. And Julianne Nicholson's character is going, uh, this is not the time to talk about this mayor. Like, okay. So that's the situation there. So we know there's this case looming in the background for mayor. And mayor is in, tr- in pain. I will tell you exactly why. You'll see it when you watch it. So there's a reason behind all of this, not just her personality. Now, she also encounters Guy Pierce's character, who is a visiting professor at one of the local uh, colleges. And, you know, he wrote this major book. That's, you know, how he makes his money still off of that. Now, he downplays it, but does Mary even know when she sees what's on the cover of the book what that actually means? She does not. I was like, oh. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, that matters to some people. Yeah, it, it matters to the whole literary world anyway. <laughs> so, Guy Pierce, anytime he shows up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they meet at a bar after, you know, this whole uh, this uh, ceremony they have to honor them. He picks her up, you know, but does she want to be picked up? And, you know, what's that all about? And then there is a a young, a young woman. I mean, she's, she's a late teenager um, and she's a mother. She has a baby and she lives with her father who is not happy about anything. And the father of the baby wants nothing to do with her. He's moved on. He has a new girlfriend. The girlfriend he has is violent. Okay. Why? And what happens is, at the end of episode one, somebody from who I just mentioned ends up dead. So Mayor has got to get to it. Now, the problem is this previous case hasn't solved it. So they need to call in someone else to help Mayor out. How does she receive that? Now her daughter is involved in this. All of these people are involved in this in some way. I won't tell you how. Now, the person who comes in is Evan Peters detective, Colin Sable. And you know, Colin is like, hey, Mayor, you know, l- let's have a cordial relationship. Is that going to happen? Will she even shake his hand? And as they <laughs> <laughs> as they interview all the parties involved, anybody who witnessed anything that happened, what's going to be unearthed is the question. And will people take the law into their own hand? Now, the first episode, really, until the end, they're building the characters in the town. That's what you get. I have to say, surprisingly, I was interested in all of these characters. I couldn't believe it. I was, (laughs) I was going through going, Oh, okay. This, I understand your perspective. I understand the urgency here because everybody had a, something they were going after. Mm -hmm. So that when you get to the second episode after this crime, you go, Oh, okay. Let's see how the chess pieces are going to start to move. Uh, The question is, will they be able to keep the twists grounded? That's my question after the first two episodes. I don't know. I don't know, but I do appreciate it for not wallowing too much. And it could. Even some of the music, they're like cueing you to not go too deep, even though they do. It's they're trying to balance all of that. I saw these people as people. I appreciated the acting. So we'll see how this goes. Now for Kate Winslet's uh, dialect, you know, I just, sometimes the O is not right, but the acting minus that everybody's urgent. Everybody has a clear perspective and I appreciate it for that. So if you are interested in what I said, everybody, it is a, a crime drama. That's what it is. On HBO. On HBO. Then I would say definitely start watching Mayor of Easttown. There you have it. It's only seven episodes. So yeah. really, there's not a lot of a commitment there. Jupiter, let's do a sneak peek. Oh, why watch that sneak peek? On Netflix, they are releasing on May, May 7th. 
which is at the end of this week, Jupiter's Legacy. Now, this is only eight episodes, which is a little bit unlike Netflix. I mean, usually they'll go the full, you know, 13 mm -hmm. or you know, they'll, they'll dwindle down maybe a little more. Eight is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So we'll see um, what's going on there. Now, you got a chance to see some of this. I don't know if you finished it all, but um, Netflix is a hit mess. We get it. And sometimes we don't. And I think they're okay with that. They're yeah, okay with that. They are. I mean, they have so many subscribers. Somebody's going to like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, now, this show plays out in two different timelines. One timeline is the present in this universe. And the other timeline is uh, the late 1920s going into the 30s. What happened? The Great Depression. So we have Josh Duhamel's character and Ben Daniels' character. They're brothers. They're in business with their father in the late 1920s. How does that, how's that business affected by the Great Depression? Not well. And as a result of this, Josh Duhamel's character, who his name is Sheldon, he starts having visions, nightmares really, nightmares and literally seeing things as he's awake. It's not pleasant. I'm not giving away what that is that he's seeing. Okay, and he's right. being called to a particular place on the planet. And he's being called there with other people. Why? Who's calling him? Is it a figment of his imagination? Can he get all of these people to follow him? Now, in the present time, all of these people are superheroes. Okay. In 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 our present time. Yes, the that's right. Present time of the of the show. Yes, which is presumably now. Okay. So Josh Duhamel, he his superhero name is the Utopian, and he has this code that you have to follow. The code is: you are not to rule anybody, you're not to govern, and you are not to kill. So there are supervillains along with the superheroes. So what happens if you have a, a very powerful supervillain where you might need to kill him? There's the code. And if someone breaks the code, what's going to happen? Why do they have a code? And we know if, as you shuttle back and forth, not everybody from the 30s is present in the present time. Someone has gone missing. Why? Okay, that's the question. Now, the thing is, so we have Josh Duhamel, we have his brother, again, played by... Ben Daniels, Walter, we have his wife, played by Leslie Bibb, we have other people coming in. They're all the old guard, the original superheroes, and now they have kids. And the question is, can they pass the torch to their children? And is the code still relevant for their children? So the question is, are their children ready? And is the code something those kids want to be involved in? Do they want to join what's called the union? That's the question. So the union is the group of superheroes that follow the code. Okay. Now, Utopian, he has a son and a daughter. Both have powers. The daughter has gone away. What's nothing to do with that? The son is trying to live up to dad. How is that going to work? And then again, the rest of them have kids that you'll find out all about what their powers are, how that works. And there is one particular child who is going rogue. So you have these the rogue faction, they're doing all kinds of stuff. And there's also super tech, I would say. So you'll see that there's certain gadgets that people have that lead to super abilities, even if you aren't a superhero yourself. Okay. So in the end, here's the question, because when you get to episode eight, the final one, there's a big old reveal and twist. Who really is the villain? What does that mean? And where is that taking us in the next season because we know people are out for the union to get rid of the code to separate the children and their parents and all of that who is really behind it now okay 
this when you when you look at it ref like the pictures and the poster you go this is kind of cheesy like the wig yeah it looks mm-hmm. yeah because like it looks they, like they have, their answer to the boys and, that's right or like uh or like dc's doom patrol that kind of mm-hmm. thing but it's not a comedy hmm. see that's the thing it is not a comedy and when you're watching it i took it more seriously than i thought i would do they um, know it's not a comedy or yes. you're saying okay okay yeah it is not presented as a comedy um so it, it's closer to not Doom Patrol DC, but more DC-like in tone. Uh, if you take away that comedy, more closer to Zack Snyder's idea, but not as dark. Definitely not as dark. So I mean, but they had these like gray wigs and it, you know, <laughs> and they still have the the regular old, like Superman kind of suits and because Utopian is like Superman. I mean, a lot of them, and they all have different sounds powers. like it. Yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. mind reading and, you know, uh, fire throwing and, you know, other super strength and things like that. But I was, I was watching, I was like, okay, this isn't as cheesy as it looked. Um, now, it doesn't always work. For Josh Joamel, I didn't always buy it. He didn't always land it, but he's okay. Um, the kids can be annoying. Mm. Okay. You know, the, you weren't there enough for me when I was little. Yeah. I'm to grow up. Um, and <laughs> I'm sorry, it's time to grow up, get over it, get away from the pop psychology. And then what happened, ref, in the second half, it started to like lose it a bit for me. Now, they did switch showrunners midway. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's never good. Mm-hmm. Never good. So, it, you know, the original showrunner, Stephen S. DeKnight, he was replaced at that time. I was like, okay, now we're kind of dragging it on a bit. And this is not the show to drag. I was like, get on with it. But it's not bad. I will say that. And they have a whole deal with, because this is based on a comic book series um, from uh, Mark Miller. So the Netflix has a deal with uh, Miller. This is the first of the deal. I think that this is a decent beginning for that deal, actually. We'll see what happens. So if this is your kind of thing, you like the boys, you like Doom Patrol, all of that kind of stuff, I would say check it out. Why not? I mean, you have a Netflix account in some it's, way. It's not <laughs> it's not as dark as the boys, I'm assuming. Um, or- not, no, it is not as nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, things happen. I would okay. put it that way. Uh, but no, it doesn't go as as dark as that. Definitely not. And it's, they they don't have that kind of sophomoric humor either. It really is, think utopian. There's this guy who's trying to hold on to this code, but can he? So mm-hmm. that's really the core of it. Gotcha. Well, let's stick with the sneak peeks and let's stick with, you know, Netflix, if you will. Uh, sorry, this is a first look. It's already out. It's actually out now um, but we are going to stick with netflix oh why watch that first look yes it's called stowaway and this is coming to us from joe penna and he he directed it um but he wrote it with ryan morrison this cast is a super interesting cast because yeah. You like all these people, but I would never put them together. It's just weird. It's a very strange, very strange mesh of cast. Mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick is in this. Now, you think Anna Kendrick, you think, you know, is she going to sing? Like, yeah. what, what is happening here? Is she going to um, bug George Clooney? Yeah. It's just, you know, what? <laughs> Daniel Dakem who we all know and love from Lost, but is, you know, was in Hawaii Five O, the TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shamir Anderson. Okay. Yep. And then you round it out with Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. So 
now you can understand, okay, this is just, I feel like my question is, did we, did we intend to put these actors together? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and what is this stowaway business? Cause I do see that there's some space work, some, some sort of outer space work. So that leads me to believe that somebody may not be on the original manifesto. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, and this is all in space. It starts with them launching into space. Uh, they're going to Mars. Uh, and, you know, they have important things to do. Now, on this spacecraft, it really was built for two, but they stretched it for three. So the entire cast you read, that's it. It's just four people. So, you know, the commander is Tony Collette. That's why she was hired. Daniel Day Kim, you know, he's the kind of like the botanist that we've seen this kind of stuff. If you watch this kind of stuff before, you know, he has the algae. We've I've we've seen it before. I mean, Netflix has done it before. Netflix has done it before. Yeah. But have they was it good now? Um, <laughs> okay. And Anna Kendrick is the doctor. So, yes. And, you know, her whole story is, she, you know, because this is a it's not NASA. It's like a private company. We don't know when we are watching this or anything like that. So it's a private company. She just applied on a whim. This wasn't her dream and was accepted, got on the mission. So they have a two year mission, you know, going to Mars, but there's a stowaway played by Shamir. I was gonna say, you did not name Shamir. That's right. (laughs) Why is he a stowaway? What does it mean to be a stowaway? How did he get on this ship? How are they gonna react to him on? What about the company that owns the ship? Now it's not like they can go back to earth, right? Maybe they can. I don't know. I won't tell you. Now, remember, this was originally built for two. They stretched it to three. Can they have four? Imagine you're in a spacecraft, a two-year journey. What would you need on the ship to survive? Food and and water! What else? You're missing one big... uh, You need need oxygen. Well, (laughs) and remember, there is no oxygen in space. They did not Along with... uh, you know, food more. You better grow some trees, <laughs> Daniel. So, now of course they have reserves. I mean, hello, you don't just send people. But they didn't plan for four. They barely had enough for three. So what's going to happen? Now they, you know, they have the whole ship and you'll see how you get a tour of the ship. There is, you know, a place you go to if there are solar flares and, you know, there are places where they sleep and where they work and so on and so forth. And when this happens, you know, Tony Coletta's talking to the company back on earth and we 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 don't hear them we hear them through her phone that's how you hear them so it's somebody talking to her but it's not clear yeah and so a lot of the acting is them reacting without us ex- hearing hearing exactly it's, what's happening it's like charlie about walk walk so in the end the question is can they make it to mars intact will there have to be sacrifices is this possible that's stowaway. If you like these kinds of in space, <sighs> I would say definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. Why not? I liked it. Is it the oh. best? Yes. Is it the best thing I've ever seen in this genre? But it certainly wasn't bad. It kept my attention. I like the casting of it. It was strange. I don't know that they clicked, but who cares? <laughs> and uh, really, this is about an ultimate sacrifice. And they got the right people. Just having Tony Tony Collette, she is like her own planet. Okay, so if something's about to go down, you just look at her and go, oh, this is serious. Okay, so that's what I would say about Stowaway. If you like space stuff. Well, let's, Mm -hmm. there's some other space. There's Lost in Space. Mm -hmm. 
that's a TV series. And it has then a stowaway. And it has a stowaway. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been the movie right there. Parker Posey showed up instead of Tomorrow <laughs> with her little <laughs> slinking around. What was he? You know what? We're not going to digress. She is the queen of the slink. I tell you. She invented the S and the L in the slink. And then we have the um, the other one, the other TV series with um, um, uh, Hillary oh Swank. Hillary mm-hmm. Swank. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it Land? No, it's not Land. No, no, no. It's, it's called something else. Yeah. But um, and <laughs> well, those are other offerings. I feel like, uh, and then we talked about for all mankind. Like we really should say in all of this, if you're into those. Mm-hmm. You know, this seems like from your, disc- you know, talking about it, yeah. this should fit right in yeah. to all Even of Even like offerings. Sunshine, uh, which was out years ago, that movie, if you liked it, because a lot of it is them talking in the psychological part, but you do get a certain kind of spacewalk. I will tell you that. So they do give you that. I won't tell you how it plays. The in. moonwalk. No, it's not on the moon. Oh, there's no moonwalk. <laughs> No, it's not. Okay, sorry. I thought maybe perhaps somebody busted a move. Now, okay, moving on to a movie sneak peek. Another. Why watch that sneak peek? But you snuck this. You you watched this at Urban World, which was last year. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Waterman. And it's coming to, you know, theater, video on demand, on this Friday, and a very familiar actor turned director. Yes. And we're talking about David Oyelowo. We love him here at Why Watch That. The Urban World loves him. I mean, David Oyelowo and Urban World, he really does, you know, yes. stay true to presenting that material there. In fact, um, Selma. Mm-hmm. Selma, and then the other movie with, um, with, uh, uh, Angelina Jolie and the somebody has cancer and oh the yeah Peter Pan thing and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, it, consistently we see David Oyelowo you know come away come away giving it up um, for Urban World well this one is his uh, directorial um, um, footing that he has it is not written by him it's written by Emma, Emma Needle and the cast though is quite lovely mm-hmm. uh Alfred Molina Molina is back with David Oyelowo from that other movie that he did with um, where he was in time and stuck or his 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 niece was uh, uh, stuck to I can't think of any titles today like it, the mind is just not there but anyway so they're back together it was called Don't Let Go because um, yes. I was, it, it was another title when we saw it at Sundance mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and they changed the title. But yeah. don't let go. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, like remor- remember or something. I can't remember what it was, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Um, Rosario Dawson is in this, and Mar- uh, Maria Bello. Golly, we just love her as well. Great cast. Um, Lonnie Chavis. Now you know this is old because Lonnie Chavis is on This Is Us mm-hmm. as the. Um, as the younger uh, Randall, Randall, who they are now doing as preteens, so he's grown. <laughs> he's currently grown up, but in this picture, he's you know yeah. younger. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Now, I said initially that this was going to be in theaters. 
but I also said it's going to be on video on demand. Mm -hmm. So the question then really becomes, is this something that we venture out to go see? What is this about? Is mm -hmm. it fantastical? I mean, mm -hmm. the, the poster kind of looks, you know, we've, we've got a kid with a sword. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and Rosario Dawson, the little... Yeah, little little head wrap on her head, which mm -hmm. I've never seen her in a head wrap. Yes. So what is actually happening? Yeah, and there's a reason why she has that. And also in the cast is Amia Miller, who uh, rounds everything out that the ref said. So the Waterman is uh, like this mythical figure who has healing properties, supposedly. Now, why does that matter? Well, David plays um, Amos. And Rosario plays his wife, Mary, and Lonnie plays their son, Gunner. And Mary has cancer. So that's what's happening here. And of course, Gunner is very upset. Of course, Amos is as well. And Gunner and Amos, they're kind of butting heads. Now, Gunner is an artist. He really lives through that world that helps him as an outlet. And he believes that there is this waterman who can save his mother. Can he find the waterman? Now, he encounters Amia's character, Joe, who says, I have met the waterman. And I can take you to him for a fee, okay? Of course. Has she met the Waterman? If she has, does she really know how to get to him? Is there a Waterman? Does the Waterman do what, you know, Gunner thinks the Waterman can do? <laughs> and can he get there before, you know, it's too late? That's really the question. And will his father allow him to do that if he catches wind of it? Now, he has to go through a series of people along with Joe to get to this Waterman, including Alfred and Maria's character. So in the end, I mean, that's the question. Really the question is, can Gunner, Amos and Mary, can they all come to terms with what's happening to their family? That's what this is about, Waterman or not. And what I would say is, when they, they had sections where they were showing um, Gunner's artistic life, there was imagination there, there was spirit there. That's what I wanted from the whole movie. Mm. I wanted that. Outside of that, I, it didn't quite click to me. Didn't quite click. Um, so what I would say, though, is this. If you have a family where you want to go through this kind of a situation, where you want to bring it up, have a conversation about it, I think the Waterman would be a good way to do it. Um, as long as the kids aren't too young. Okay. Um, they can start a conversation. Would I go to a theater? I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> well, you wouldn't go to a theater anyway. <laughs> also, this is this is some tough stuff that you have yeah. to deal with. Now, yeah. it isn't a tough presentation all the time, um, but it is tough stuff. So you have to think about what's the best place for that. Um, since it's coming into your homes, that just makes more sense to me to do it that way. Um, so that's what I would say. I just wished it had more of the wonder of the artistic scenes. Yeah. Well, there that, you know, it reminds me of the boy who harnessed the wind, mm -hmm. like the same kind yes. of like. That's better. Chuatul. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was Chuatul Geofor directing and starring. It, yes. It's just really interesting. David Oyelowo picked this story and I'm sure for specific reasons. Um, and it's important. And again, it will help those kind of families if you want to have that conversation. Yeah. Well, there you have that. Now, listen, you also snuck around again and saw Pink Skies Ahead. This is another movie that is um, going to air mm -hmm. on May 8th on MTV and Pop TV. Yep. What? <laughs> and it's interesting because you said that it's a part of MTV's mental health um, initiative. So yep. this is going to be an interesting review. You got a chance to see this last year at um, AFI. Mm-hmm. 
So this was not something that, you know, it, it it's airing finally. Yeah. yeah. And it's um, directed and written by Kelly Ox, the cast. Another, another one of those really nice cla- uh, casts. Um, Marsha Gay Harden. I mean, come on. Yeah. Can you get any better than that? No. Michael McKeon. Hello! Yes. Mr. Green <laughs> and Clue. Spinal Tap. I mean, every Christopher Guest. I mean, really, you know, wonderful man. Uh, Henry Winkler? <laughs> what is Yes. Yes. In this. Yeah. Um, Rosa um, Salazar is mm-hmm. in it. Uh, you know, I, I'm scrolling through here and I'm seeing all oh, Lewis Pullman. That's so funny. Uh, all kinds of people popping in and popping through. I, Mary J. Blige. Yes. You know, obviously got my yes. attention. Evan Ross, you know who he is. Diana Ross's son. Um, so from Hunger Games, mind you. Hmm. Uh, on and on, moving on. What is this about? Why is it a part of the Men's Health Initiative? Why would MTV do that? And is this something that, because it's not available in the theaters necessarily, is this something that we, you know, run to our MTV, Pop TV mm-hmm. subscriptions or, or whatever you have to see? Maybe, depending on who you are. That's that's what I would say about it. Um, so the interesting thing, Ref, is MTV acquired this at the festival. Um, so they waited for the right time to release it, how to release it, of course, with what's going on in the world. Um, so it makes sense, and I'll tell you why. So this is what's happening. This is set in 1998. It was a very important year for me. And uh, this film focuses... <laughs> <laughs> was that the year you were born? It is not. I wish. <laughs> All you youngins out there. Um, so it, that's where it's set. And it focuses on uh, Winona, who's played by Jessica Barton. Uh, she's 20 years old and she's left college. Uh, she was studying to be a writer, but she didn't like what one of her teachers said. So bye-bye. Okay, that's what's happening there. Now she's back with her parents, living with them. Parents played by Marsha and Michael. Oh, fun. All right. But they're ready to downsize. I mean, they're like, you're supposed to be out. We're supposed to be, you know, going to a smaller home. It's, you know, enjoying impending retirement. <laughs> they want to go to an apartment or a condo so they could travel. Of course. But how does Winona fit into that picture? Hmm. Does she fit? Mm-hmm. Now, she also works for dad. Okay. Oh, oh. But she, of course, she's interested in other opportunities. Now, here's where it starts getting serious. Winona tells her friends that she's experiencing pain. And one of them says, hey, go see a doctor. But the first doctor she sees is her former pediatrician played by Henry <laughs> <laughs> Henry Winkler's work as of the last five years just you can't get any better mm-hmm. as you it's said when, it's yeah. not the best but you can't get any better That's exa- <laughs> it is when people who have talent and skill at a certain moment in their careers they realize I don't have to work just nope. show up and do do the work I do not have to show you my work it is what it is yeah, just okay. love him, especially his work in Barry. Just, just mm-hmm. superb. And keep in mind, you know, when he was the Fonz, he was a serious actor. You know, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. It's just like um, what's his face who played um, uh, in in Married with Children. Um, oh, really? Uh, d- uh, in Modern Family as well. Um, yes. Oh. Same thing. He was a serious actor, like a stage dramatic Shakespearean actor. That is crazy town. Yes. But, you know, comedic acting requires... Acting. That's right. You got to have your timing. 
Anyway, with that tangent. Ed O'Neill is his name. Ed O'Neill, yes. The Ed O'Neill Theater? Well, I don't know. Maybe. No, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, because I believe when he was casting a Married with Children, he was doing a stage production. They flew him from New York. Anyway. That is just brilliant. So Henry Winkler, she goes to him. And, you know, the pediatrician's like, okay, um, you're 20. You need to find a new doctor. Okay. <laughs> and really, your real problem is anxiety. So you should see a therapist. Mm. It was played by... Mary J. Blige? Yes. (laughs) I knew it! (laughs) Look, that's the right kind of therapist, I'll tell you that. You got a little bit of behind the silence. Yeah, you need to to have it. (laughs) So what is Winona going to do? Can she cope with being expected to be an adult before she's ready or even knows what she really wants? She can't pass a driver's test. Oh, you babe. And I mean, she's supposed to be our father's driver, by the way. You'll see how that plays out. She can't pass the test, okay? Plus, all she eats and drinks are candy and slushies. Oh. And her romantic life is just as scattered as she is. Mm-hmm. So she needs to figure out whether her problems are superficial or much deeper than that. Okay. Now, this is Kelly Oxford's uh, first time directing. Like you said, she wrote it. And her focus is on a young woman who's still coming of age when she's no longer seen as a child. That is smart. Put in the focus there. This period of life typically isn't depicted unless it's within the context of college. Right. So we see a different look at it. Plus the mental health angle makes sense, especially since this is based on Oxford's essay, which was based on her own experiences with panic attacks and anxiety. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So what it's like, it's like an indie teen movie with a hidden edge. That's what I would say. However, Winona does a lot. Oh, either. And in combination with the whole valley soaked dialect she has, for me, it was exhausting. Mm. And it felt repetitive in a lot of cases. I just wanted more dynamics. You have this great cast, like really show what they can do. Now in the very end, things do bubble up from below the surface, but for me, it wasn't fully earned because the prior comedy and quirkiness never really landed. However, look, it's no Ladybird because that may be coming to mind. It's no Ladybird. I was going to ask Mm -hmm. where we are with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think this, Raph, I think it will probably work best for people in Winona's age range who are going through similar challenges. So it makes sense that MTV has it. It makes sense how they're airing it. Uh, For almost everyone else though, I think you'll go, okay, that was fine. Okay. Well, there you have that. Um, This has been quite the episode. (laughs) We have had a bit of everything all over the place. MTV. I mean, when was the last time we've talked MTV on the show? MTV. (laughs) Yes. So it's definitely a lot happening here, but that's good, right? You Mm -hmm. have tons to choose from. You can go to the theater, you can stay at home, you can binge. You can watch week by week. There's always something available and we're here to cover it for you guys. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.